It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So it's uh, so this is going to be quick, but this simple. Um, the, uh, the people most responsible for how hard a team plays every night is the head coach and the best players. That's how the NBA works, nobody else. The head coach and the best players. You give up 36 fast break points when it was the first, the biggest emphasis this morning, okay? And then the second biggest emphasis was the three-point game, of which they were wide open, wide open, wide open. It wasn't like they made all these great shots. They are wide open, okay? So it was an unacceptable effort against a great team and they played well. But I'm going to say it again, nobody's more responsible than me and the best players. That's the way the NBA works. So hopefully uh, we'll all do better starting with me tomorrow and the best players. uh, And then we'll see if we can do better. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic for a weekend edition of Locked On Magic. My name is Philip Rossenreich. My, uh, I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Today we're going to do a quick recap of the Magic's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. As you can tell, Steve Clifford had some words to say, so we definitely want to talk about that. Uh, and then uh, we'll 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 just we'll just quickly break that game down for you here a little bit here on the weekend edition of Locked On Magic. The Orlando Magic back in action on Saturday against the Denver Nuggets. We'll either have a quick recap of that game uh, on a special episode tomorrow or Locked On Magic weekend episode tomorrow, or we'll talk about it in full on Monday's edition of Locked On Magic. But let's just dive right in. I don't want to waste too much of your time. And Steve Clifford said we're not here to waste any time today. The Atlanta Magic got out to a really good start. Nine points in the first six minutes. They made four of their first five shots, and everything seemed to be working really, really well. Orlando actually took a 20-7 to lead. The offense was flowing. Everyone was moving. They were getting into the paint. DJ Augustin was getting where he wanted. Evan Forney was getting open. He scored 10 points in the first quarter. And everything seemed to be working. I mean, I would say even the defense was okay. It, was, it wasn't great, but it didn't have to be at that point, and, and the Bucs were missing shots. But the one thing that, that Steve Clifford said there in that clip, and, and I think I said during our preview episode on Thursday, or on Friday's episode, the one thing the Milwaukee Bucks are really good at is shooting threes. And so they are never out of a game, and they can always shoot themselves out. Of, they can shoot themselves into a loss, but they can also shoot themselves into a win. And unfortunately, those, defense, these def, those defensive problems the Magic had came back to bite them. And worse still, the offense just died. And without the offense kind of buoying the team up a little bit for a change, the whole thing collapsed. 
This was just a disaster game. This, the result would show it. 123-91 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. This was a disaster of a game for the Orlando Magic. Just a complete obliteration uh, of, of the team. Of just getting beat up, beat down, and you know, no better way to say it. I mean, the numbers say it all. Bucks shoot 50.5%. They make 17 three-pointers. Uh, 36 fast break points to two for Orlando. Two fast break points. 54 points in the paint. Everything the Magic could do wrong in this game, you take out those first six, seven minutes, and they did wrong. In fact, the Bucks went on, I believe it was a 32-7 run after the Magic went up 20-7. And Orlando could never really get the game back under control. Milwaukee took that double-digit lead, and you know, you know, that happens. There's there's wild swings in NBA games, but Orlando's offense just became completely stagnant. All the ball movement, all the all the passing, all the driving, all the cutting, everything that worked in those first minutes disappeared. They no longer worked. And so the magic were stuck in the mud. Milwaukee does a great job spreading you out. They have they they play five out, and so without a center, without you know Nikola Vucevic or Ken Birch or whoever in the lane, the defense was really exposed. Part of me wants to believe that this is just kind of a fluky opponent and this just may not be an opponent the Magic do well against. But there are obviously bigger concerns in that. And Steve Clifford hinted in that and, and he's done this in the past. He's done this already this year, in fact, where he holds a press conference without taking any questions. He just kind of says what he needs to say and gets out. Um, and and you, we can debate the, whether that strategy actually works or not. It worked last year at times, but you know I, I think you have... You have that in your back pocket only so many times. But early in the season, the Magic certainly need to fine-tune their approach and their execution, especially on the offensive end. But defensively, they got beat up for the first time this year. And it wasn't Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, Yeah, I know Giannis scored 29 points, 10 for 16 shooting, uh, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. He had a really good game. But Giannis also had 7 turnovers. Giannis did a lot of his work in the third and fourth quarters in transition when the Magic could just very clearly let go of the rope. In the half-court settings, Orlando did a really good job on Giannis. Aaron Gordon gave him, Aaron Gordon did a good job staying in front of him, not biting on his fakes, and just making his life a little bit more difficult. Jonathan Isaac got a few good swipes at him as well. Orlando has the bodies to defend him, but the Magic were just not ready to play against a very good offensive team. And, and Milwaukee is a very good offensive team. Their defense is still coming around, but they're a very good offensive team. Milwaukee came out, didn't come out fired up, but they got fired up very quickly. And the Bucks' defense just put the Magic in all the wrong spots. And the Magic, frankly, let the Bucks bait them in. Milwaukee does a very good job, and, and their defensive strategy is to drop. They're going to hang back and let you come to them. And Orlando... Not a great shooting team already, so with Milwaukee congesting the paint, Orlando just made lots of bad decisions. They got into the lane, they tried to kick back out, and the Bucks were able to deflect passes or make the Magic make difficult passes and difficult catches, and so Orlando wasn't able to get open shots. Orlando played into Milwaukee's hands offensively, and you could just see the frustration grow and grow and grow, whether it was an early technical foul from Aaron Gordon or just another turnover with guys putting their heads down. The body language wasn't good, and, and that's just... Not the approach this team needs to play with. Aaron Gordon honestly said it best. He said it best after the game. This team was soft. We just played soft. You know, they would get whatever they wanted. 
They're driving in the lanes. They're knocking down three, so play soft. Again, Aaron Gordon honestly couldn't say it better. If you've listened to me on this podcast before or just talked to me online, I do not like the word soft. I, I, I think that it, it has connotations that I think it, it doesn't actually mean. It, it, I think it's kind of a more cultural, you know, frankly, hyper-masculine thing that I don't think really means anything. But I will say this. If we're going to define soft as something, it's, it's the way Aaron Gordon defined it. The Magic let the Bucks dictate the terms of the game. The Magic let the Bucks decide how the Magic were going to play on both ends of the floor. And Orlando did not respond the way they need to respond. You're going to face adversity. You're not going to be perfect for an entire 48 minutes. It's very, very hard to do that. But, but you, you have to respond and you have to find ways to to do good things, to find your way to play, as, as Steve Clifford might say. And, and the Magic just simply didn't do that. There were a few moments. I, I, I do want to point those out. End of the third, or middle of the third quarter, Orlando cut a 23-point lead down to 15. And, you know, by the, it was close to the end of the third quarter. The Magic were down by 15. And it did feel like there might be a little bit of a push. The game was pretty much academic at that point. But... You know, Milwaukee's given up big leads before, and I, I pointed this out during the game on on the tw- on Twitter at Omagic Daily, that Milwaukee's given up 15-plus point leads in both of their losses. This game is not over if Orlando can get themselves straightened out. And so for brief glimpses, they were able to. You know, Aaron Gordon had a couple shots that went down, and, and it seemed like they were starting to find a rhythm again. But then a turnover led to a Giannis, Giannis and one, then another turnover, then another three-pointer, and then the defense just let go. I mean, this is really the first time the Magic's defense wasn't reliable, and frankly, you could see it in the standings. The Magic's defensive rating increased by about five points per 100 possessions just from this game alone, and the Magic dropped to, I think, sixth or seventh in defensive rating. Super early. When you see stats fluctuate that much, it tells you stats don't mean much at the moment. It's still really, really early. I mean, I would say the other way. If Orlando goes out and scores 115 against Denver tonight, then they're probably going to jump up five, six points per 100 possessions. It's, it's The outliers weigh heavily right now. So we're still not in significant stat territory. So I don't want to read... I, I, I don't like to read too much into it. I still believe in this Magic defense. I, I think this game was a bad matchup. And, and I think Steve Clifford is still, you know, especially rotation-wise, because one of the big things that the Magic did in this game was they went to a full bench lineup midway through the first quarter. And that's kind of when they gave up the lead. So... Matchup wise, rotation wise, I don't think Clifford is running kind of playoff level rotations or win level rotations, so to speak. I think he's still letting his guys get into the season, get into the rhythm of the season, and not trying to overtax them. And and you know that can cost you a win here or there, but it might get you a win further on down the road later in the season when when guys are a little more rested, a little more in rhythm. So. I think that had something to do with it. Clifford's absolutely right. He deserves some of the blame. He didn't have his team ready. The energy wasn't there. And he made. I think he made some mistakes with his rotation that didn't help the team win. But the players also didn't do their jobs either. The players were just very poor defensively throughout the night. And Milwaukee took advantage. Uh, even, even when the Magic led, their defense wasn't great. And Milwaukee just had enough confidence. And they have a lot more firepower than Orlando. Tonight's game against Denver will be equally as tough. Denver can spread you out with a five-out offense as well. Nikola Jokic is obviously very, very good, although he's had some struggles early on in the season. Denver's going to want to score a lot of points and get out in transition. Um, Mike Malone complained about their transition defense after the last game, to, uh, last game, a loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. The Magic, 
As much as they want to be a transition team, as much as they want to get out in transition, they have not been good on that front this year. So it's it's still it's going to be an interesting matchup. I expect both teams to be fired up and ready to play. Uh, but Orlando once again falls to the Milwaukee Bucks, one twenty-three to ninety-one. Offense still a huge problem. For the first time this season, the defense was not there to back them up. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Before we sign off today, though, Let's run through the final stats for you real fast. Not a lot to say, of course. Uh, Evan Fournier, 19.7 for 12, shooting 4 for 8 from beyond the arc. Four rebounds, four turnovers, too. Um, Fournier got himself going 10 of 19 points in the first quarter. Really did a good job establishing himself in this game and getting the magic into their into, into the into rhythm early on. He hit open threes. I mean, I think, you know, I think I joked at one point that FIBA Fournier is back, and it certainly felt that way. He was willing to attack on, on the ball and willing to get into the paint, but... Evan Fournier should not be a primary ball handler, a primary playmaker at the NBA level. I think right now he's struggling a lot just seeing the floor and not making the simple passes or the simple kickouts to the three-point line. Um, It's been pointed out he's missed several open players on drives early on this season. He certainly missed a few more in this game. And and really, again, like I said, I felt like the Magic did exactly what the Bucs wanted you to do. They drop back, they invite you into the paint, and that's when they kind of surround and swarm you and prevent you from kicking out. So they make you take tough shots around the basket. And if you're not, and Clifford pointed this out before the game, if you're not quick with your passes, if you're not thinking of the next pass or thinking of the next part of the play, Milwaukee's going to engulf you. And I think that's what happened. And Fournier, as good as he played early in the game, was as guilty of that throughout the game as he, as he was trying to force things to happen. Aaron Gordon finishes with 11 points, three for 10 shooting, four rebounds, three assists. Um, I thought he had some nice passes. I thought he made some nice plays on the ball. I thought his defense on Giannis Antetokounmpo was actually pretty good. Um, I, I think he bit a few times on on ball fakes and, and, and jab fakes. But otherwise, I thought he did a really good job uh, keeping keeping him in front and challenging every shot. I mean, Giannis had seven turnovers. Orlando's defense on Giannis was not terrible. Transition was terrible. Now, Giannis got a lot of points in transition. But when they were able to get him set in a half-court setting, Orlando did a good job. And that might be something to watch out for moving up, moving forward uh, if these two teams meet again or meet when it matters. But uh, Orlando just, again, th- that's not enough, obviously, because their defense wasn't good enough on the three-point shooters. Uh, and, and certainly their offense wasn't good enough to, to support them there either. And, and I think their poor offense affected their defense really for the first time this year. Gordon, I thought, did force a few shots to try and do a little too much. And, and again, it's, I think that's been the biggest problem for the Magic this season is when their offense has struggled, instead of getting back to the ball movement, instead of getting back and trusting each other, there's just been a lot of guys just trying to force the team forward. And, and I think that is a point that, that the Magic need to discuss, and it is something that starts with their team leaders. And, and that's something that, obviously, obviously uh, Clifford talked about uh, there uh, in his press conference, uh, but it's also something that the Magic 
have to be cognizant of that, that yes, your leaders are trying. I mean, I, I don't think this is a lack of trying, that they're not trying the right way. The purpose of play isn't correct. And, and I think that's where the Magic really need to examine how they're playing and how to fix things moving forward. Other notable scores, uh, Nikola Vucevic, 14.6 for 12, 7 rebounds. Not a lot to say about him tonight, him from this game. Jonathan Isaac, 11 points, 3 for 11 shooting, 3 for 7 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds. Like I said, 2 steals, 1 block. I thought he did a good job on Giannis Antetokounmpo when he got matched up with him, stripped him a few times, um, but offensively was rushing his shots. I mean, he, he got kind of the same looks, a little bit more on the ball, um, more mid-range shots, which you know may or may not be his, his forte, um, but you know, I like that he's confident shooting the ball. I'll say that much, even if even if the shots aren't quite going in yet. Uh, other notable scores: DJ Augustin had six six assists. A lot of those coming early. Only four points in the game for him. I thought Orlando could have and maybe should have run a little bit more through him uh, as they were struggling to get their offense going. Um, you know, fair criticism of Steve Clifford. Augustine has been the first guy coming out for for Fultz uh, throughout the season. Magic were rolling. He takes out Augustine. Magic stop rolling. Might have been a time to ride him, but but I I, I don't I think Clifford made a mistake sticking to his rotations the way he has, but I don't think it's all bad. I, I do think there is a purpose behind it, and so I don't think it's you know it deserves criticism, but I don't think it's it's everything so to speak. Uh, not a lot coming off the bench. The Magic bench is really what gave this game away. Eleven points for Terrence Ross, but four for fifteen shooting, two for eight from beyond the arc. He's you know he's you know he doesn't want to be a chucker. He's got the green light to shoot. You need him to shoot. You need that little bit of unpredictability and chaos. But he is just missing a lot of shots right now, uh, and and that's hurting the team. I think especially uh, coming off the bench for Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo with twenty nine points, ten for sixteen shooting, one for four from beyond the arc, tw- fourteen rebounds, six assists, seven turnovers. So a mixed bag with him. Then I thought in the half court the Magic did a really good job defending him in transition. The Magic did a poor job, but they did a poor job with everyone as Milwaukee. Scores 36 fast break points. They get 54 points in the paint. 17 made three-pointers. Chris Middleton with two of those, 16 points for him. 14 points off the bench for Dante DiVincenzo. 10 points for Ersan Yusuf and 18 points for Eric Bledsoe. The Orlando Magic fall to the Milwaukee Bucks 123-91. The good news about the NBA, there's always another game. And the Magic will take on the Denver Nuggets tonight at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. Uh, we will have coverage of that game on the next episode of Locked on Magic, whether it's a quick recap like this episode uh, coming out on Sunday or a full recap coming out on Monday. But either way, we'll talk a little bit more about, about what happened this weekend on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic in a little bit more detail what the big picture means of this weekend. I do think it is a big, big picture weekend. So we'll chat a little bit about what what these two games mean for the Magic and how our expectations are, or what the Magic need to do to get back on track as the season continues. Again, the Orlando Magic fall to the Milwaukee Bucks, 123-91. to We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Thanks for tuning in this weekend, wherever you're listening or whether you're listening after, after Saturday's game or on the way to Saturday's game. We appreciate it very much. You can follow us again on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast, podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com That'll do it for me today though I want to thank you all again for listening for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic this has been Philip Rossman Wright I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic You are Locked on Magic your daily Orlando Magic podcast part of the Locked on Podcast Network your team every day
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.